Welcome back to Couple of Criminals. This is Mariah. And this is Anton. And we are your average couple reviewing your not-so-average crimes. Today's episode is number 34 of a 50-part series that will be based around a crime in each state in the United States of America and are in alphabetical order, which means today's case will officially be our last case in the N states, and it is in North Dakota. Honestly, don't you feel like the N states and the M states have gone on forever? I know. It's something about the middle of the alphabet that just takes forever, I guess. Because we're going into the O states. How many O states are there? There's not that many. Oklahoma, Ohio, Oregon. I think that's it. I think it's three. Yeah, we'll go with three, but if there's <laughs> don't more, anyone... <laughs> don't, don't comment on don't about come it. Don't come at us. <laughs> um, okay, on another note, I wanted to let everyone know that our episodes currently should be dropping on Wednesdays, but we're actually going to switch it up and move it to Thursdays. Anton just started nursing school in an accelerated program, and it's actually much busier, and the workload is a lot more than we both anticipated it would be. So although we are continuing on, this podcast isn't stopping. They are just going to be coming at you listeners 24 hours later than what they have been usually. We honestly both love doing the research and putting our scripts and study together and bringing content for you listeners. We look forward to the remaining 15 weeks of episodes that we have in this series, which is just mind-blowing. We only have 15 weeks. I know. It is crazy to think that it's only 15 weeks left and we started, like, I guess 34 weeks 34 ago. 34 weeks ago. I know. It's, it's incredible. Okay. Well, now that we've touched on everything, let's hear Anton's Halloween joke for this week and see, see what you got going for us. Okay, Mariah. To the Halloween joke. Oh my gosh, wait, before you tell the joke, oh my word, I forgot to mention this. If you guys haven't started the Goosebumps series on Disney Plus, I highly have to, recommend. This is not an ad. We are not being paid to mention this. Obviously, we are not promoted by Disney, but it is fantastic. Like 10 out of 10. Anton and I binged the first five episodes in one night. We literally stayed up to midnight watching it pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And Disney, please sponsor us. <laughs> and Taco Bell. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But my, I really haven't been able to stay up very late because with pregnancy, I'm just so exhausted. I'm going to bed She's between bed like, like 7 30, 8 o'clock. Yeah. But that night, it was so good. If you guys haven't and you're in the Halloween mood, I highly recommend it. They do a really good job of storytelling and still incorporating goosebumps and all of the different tells. I can tell you it gave me goosebumps. Me too. Well, I closed my eyes a few times because I'm a baby, but okay. That reminded me of Halloween, so you can get back to telling us your spooky joke. All right, back to the Halloween joke. How do ghosts do their makeup before they go out trick-or-treating? I have no idea. They use vanishing cream. That's funny. Yeah. And we will have another Halloween joke next week before we get into the Thanksgiving jokes. I know. I'm really sad that we're not spending Halloween together this year. I'm actually going to be heading to Oregon to spend it with my family, and Anton's going to be staying here in Utah where we live. And I'll be holding down the fort down. Yeah. But nonetheless, we're super excited. A lot of us, our group is going to do like Super Mario Bros. characters, so I'm going to be a female Luigi with a huge belly. I'm going to be a cowboy again, probably. Yeah. We Although, love Halloween. I love wearing my cowboy boots and my cowboy hat. So. I know. 
Okay. Well, Anton is in charge of today's case. And just a reminder for those of you who might be new and listening to us for the first time, how it works is each of us are assigned a different state. And based off of that state, we go and then choose a case. And then we do a blind review for each other. So I don't know what cases Anton chooses ahead of time. And Anton doesn't know what cases I choose ahead of time. And today, the case that Anton has chosen is from the state of North Dakota. So let's hear it. All right. Let's hop right in. Today's case is quite a mystery from North Dakota, actually. We'll be going over the murder of Kathy Bonderson in New Rockford, North Dakota in the year 1987. Sadly, I could not find any backstory on Kathy as I typically like to try to give a little background on our people, but I'm assuming it is because this is about a murder victim instead of a serial killer, so they don't typically, I want to say, do yeah i feel like story or anything like that yeah i feel like especially with sources it's sometimes like a hit or miss i feel like some of them have more background and then others are like speculation yeah but you want to have valid sources yeah i mean i think it's also easier for like serial killers to have a bit more like background story like where they grew up their childhood things like that compared to a murder victim maybe i don't know but i don't know either again it it could just be the source yeah It was early in the morning on October 25th, 1987. Kathy Bonderson was having an argument about their son, Jamie, with her husband, Robert. Kathy was a nurse at the hospital and was running late for her shift. Now it was 2 a.m., and I'm assuming they were arguing about how Jamie still wasn't home yet. Kathy decided to go out and search for Jamie, although she was definitely late for work now. Around 2.30 a.m., Jamie actually spotted his mom's car. Jamie was out with his girlfriend at the time when he saw his mother's car. He decided to duck in the car that he was in that was at a bridge so she wouldn't notice him. He also saw another car trailing Kathy's car. This would be the last time that Jamie would see his mother. Just one hour later, police found Kathy's car on the side of the road and on fire. Once firefighters were able to put out the fire, they noticed that there was a body in the passenger seat of the car This was Kathy's body, and once they got her body out of the car, they went to work right away with an investigation of the crash. So Kathy was by herself searching for Jamie? That's what it said, yes. Yeah, and for sure a fire being started, that's suspicious for covering up evidence, but thank goodness people were on scene quick enough. Yeah, they were on scene very fast. Yeah, which is good. You see a fire, it was at a railroad track as well, kind of suspicious, and the car was also in the ditch. So, fire, ditch, railroad track. Probably easy to spot, even early in the morning. Now, what the sheriff believed to have happened that morning goes like this. He believed that Kathy, for some reason, had to swerve her car at the railroad track that they found her at. This is when she jumped over the track and into the ditch. Then her car caught on fire. Once her car also hit the ditch, it threw her into the passenger side of the car from the impact. The sheriff really just thought that Kathy had been involved in a very tragic and unfortunate accident. To me, I picture it like a, like a, an action movie where you have a high-speed chase or some sort of... like Fast and the Furious. Of, yeah, and like, where somebody comes to the side and push, like forces them to go that direction. Like, who just goes on to a railroad track, especially when she's fully coherent and searching for Jamie? Yeah, her son. Yeah. First off, what the highwayman found was that Kathy's keys were found on the floorboard 
of the completely fried car. Which completely declines the story that the yeah. the sheriff so, right had. Again, you would think that they would have been destroyed, but they were actually untouched. They Which were totally fine. After. Yeah. Next comes the tire tracks. The highwayman did not believe that they came from Kathy's car, but came from the fire trucks instead, the fire truck tires. They actually never found any tracks to Kathy ever veering off the road. So the next day, the highwayman and the fire marshal inspected Kathy's car. They found pretty much what they found at the scene. A car that was burnt to the crisp. But they did notice that there was no structural damage to the car, which you would think that there would be if it was involved in an accident. Because they're implying that she was in an an accident, which then caused the car to combust. Yeah, well that and then thrown into a ditch and there's no structural damage. I don't even feel like you can consider that it combusted on its own when the keys were found the way that they were. Well, yeah, and again, now that they actually investigated into the car and there's no structural damage, like... It even invalidates it, it even more. It even invalidates that there was an accident at all. Yeah. There was also still a bit of gas in the car, plus there was no damage to the fuel line either. This is when the fire marshal determined that the fire was most likely started in multiple different areas of the car. He also believed that this fire was lit intentionally and was definitely not an accident. Do we know anything about the state of her body? Was she, she was most before? likely... Well, we're going to get into it a little bit here eventually, but it was found to be burnt to a crisp, of course. The highwayman, three weeks later, after the accident, came to the sheriff and requested Kathy's body to be exhumed and have her autopsy redone. At first, the sheriff did not want to have her body exhumed, but ended up working with it after the highwayman said he would take it to court to get an order. Less paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could say that, I guess. When they redid her autopsy, it was found that she was killed before the fire had started. The arson theory was also supported as Kathy's clothes and car were found with trace amounts of gasoline on them. Even further to add on to the arson theory was that just a few days after the incident, there was a can of gas found close to where the car was found. What blows my mind is how is this not in the first autopsy report? Yeah, I know. It's... Again, it could have been like a lapse in judgment, a lapse in or... judgment, or the person, the medical examiner that did the autopsy, just might have missed it. Well, maybe they thought it was just like a cut and paste. Or it case. could have been like, oh, she was in an accident. Gas got everywhere as well, maybe. And I feel like oftentimes too is if you have a sheriff coming down your neck saying like, hey, this is what happened, this, this, and this. I bet sometimes medical examiners. Not discrediting them in any way, but may... Well, he might have taken the sheriff's side and been like, oh, it's just an unfortunate accident. But then after this highwayman and the fire marshal did a little more digging, then they realized that, oh, maybe it's not, but... Yeah, which is good why they exhumed it. Even with these new things found, the sheriff still refused to change the case from an accident to a homicide. The highwayman still believed that this case was a homicide. The sheriff, on the other hand, determined that there just wasn't enough evidence of murder to change the ruling. The highwayman believed that she was murdered and then set on fire in her car to cover up the murder and make it look like an accident. At this point in time, there were no suspects either, and the case went cold. Unfortunately, we see many cold cases go cold and stay cold, and sometimes not even solved. 
This case actually ended up coming back to life, though, in 2005. Was she married? I forgot. Yes, her husband's name was Robert. Detectives reopened the case in November of 2005 and had yet another autopsy done on Kathy's body. This time, though, it proved that Kathy was murdered that night or morning. There were injuries on Kathy's neck and throat that did not seem like a car accident would have caused. At this time, detectives believed that these injuries were the reasons why she died and not the fire. They never specified what the injuries were, but... It, it, from what they said, it was something that a car accident could not have caused. It's just crazy to me that it took three times. Not only that, three times in How 15 many years, years mm-hmm. later, almost 20 years later. Police went to speak with Robert, Kathy's husband, in February of 2006. Police found him in Wyoming. And after speaking with him, he just vanished. He left everything behind in Wyoming, including all his bank cards and credit cards. He was later found in April of 2006 in a remote cabin in the mountains. Sadly, though, he did commit suicide at the cabin. Now, if he had been alive, police would have arrested him for the murder of his wife, Kathy. Although we The husband did it? That's what police believe. Did he leave a note? No, not that I can tell. Although we will never actually know if he did or not. I think we can tell from the evidence found that Robert actually did kill his wife. I mean, he ran from the police after being questioned about it. Pretty guilty, if you ask me. Yeah. But again, he's going to be the but only one who knows. What made them go to him? Well, who were the last people seen with her? The husband? But then what was the motive? Do they even know? And they never said what motive because, again, he killed himself. So yeah. we'll never know the motive behind it. And that's the sad part about it. But don't you think that Jamie saw his mom drive by in the... We're going to get into it. Oh, okay. I'm already jumping ahead. Apparently, during the investigation, and just a few months after his wife's death, it was found that Robert was dating another woman, as well as the fact that he was cashing in on Kathy's life insurance policy, which he had just placed on her two months prior to the incident. How much was the policy for? Oh, I was actually going to have you take a guess. Okay, and remember, the year is 1987. I'm probably assuming it's like, I don't know, I don't want to lowball it, but I'm, is it in the five digits or the six digits? Not going to give you a hint. Oh, come on. I'm going to say it's probably like 95 to 105. It was $50,000. Oh, see, I was way off. You were, but you didn't lowball it. Yeah. Jamie, their son, also was pretty huge in the investigation as well. He told police that the person driving his mom's car was his dad. This was also confirmed with Jamie's girlfriend, who apparently wrote it down in her diary. So this gave police the thought that Kathy was actually murdered at her home, put in her car, driven to the railroad tracks, and then her car was lit on fire to cover it up. So did he see his mom in the car? Do we know? It never, he never stated if it, he did or not. He might have, he might not have. I'm not sure. With all this evidence, police were able to close the case and call it solved, although we will never actually know who killed Kathy as the only person who is believed to know would be Robert. And like I said, He's he now gone. unfortunately is gone. Yeah. Now that is the cold case of Kathy Bonderson. That is crazy. Now, we kind of got into it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Why do you think the sheriff did not want to change the case to homicide? 
I think some people believe that they are right. I mean, not some people. A lot of people, when they believe they're right, they're stuck in their ways and they put a wall up to any other outside. Yeah, although clearly it pointed to that this was a homicide after thorough investigation of the car and the fire, how it started. But maybe he, in his mind, had... He already closed the case. Well, but maybe in his mind, this stuff wasn't valid enough to warrant him changing the status of the case. Could have been. Do you think that the ME completely just missed these injuries on her throat and neck? Or maybe he saw them and just didn't say anything. The first one, the autopsy was done. I think it's possible that in a station, the medical examiner knew the sheriff's thoughts on the case yeah like what i said and that maybe swayed his report could have been and maybe it was just like a quick like oh this was an accident it It was was and she's already burnt to a crisp burnt to a crisp like it's an open and shut case and for anybody in their job who wouldn't want open and and i mean maybe it's like it wasn't been able to be seen on her body at the time until you know she decomposed and now nah, but she was burned her, yeah that's what i'm saying but you she was just bones i'm assuming no she could have been yeah i guess it's true but i'm thinking that she just wasn't given the time and effort that she should have uh, been from I think day so one too. yeah because he went on for what 20 years he to lived live his a life for life? another about 20 years or so yeah and got 50 grand out of killing his wife I mean, as soon as you see life insurance policies go into intact by a spouse or a partner, especially red when flags. it's when only that, especially when it was two months yeah. prior to when it was. Well, and I wonder, did they not question the husband? I'm sure. Well, I they, guess it took a while for them to even change the case to a homicide. Yeah, that's probably why they ended up not. And so he got away with he it. He got away with it because they switched it. They had it as a as an accident. Yeah. Instead of a homicide. Maybe that's why there wasn't a deeper investigation involved with it. Yeah, it's it's a sad case because it should have been solved earlier. Sh- honestly, from the sound of it, it could have been solved within a few within months. Within a few months, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. But everything happens for a reason, and yeah, I've never heard of the case before. Yeah, I mean, again, that was the first time when I saw it, and yeah, I was like, oh, this seems interesting. I mean, yeah. a cold case that ends up getting solved is always nice. Yeah, I agree. I think it's always nice when we go over soft cases. Well, thank you for listening to Couple of Criminals. We will see you back here next week where I will be reviewing a crime from Ohio, and this specific case will be a listener suggestion. Until then, this is your Couple of Criminals signing off.